Right, welcome to the latest edition of the Progress of the Unity podcast. Uh, we're a bit decimated tonight with numbers. The old man flu is sweeping, sweeping through, and there's only three of us here this evening. There's myself, Barry, and I've got Dan opposite me. How are you doing, Dan? Good evening, Barry. I've got a cold as well. No, oh. I haven't really. Uh, <laughs> have you been on the Vic? Yes. Yeah. Is that a Barry. euphemism for something? <laughs> Don't make me laugh, I'll start coughing. <laughs> Oh, I've got Paul to be right. How are you doing, Paul? Evening, bye. Have you been ill? Uh, no, I've been perfectly all right. Great stuff. Right, so I'll, I'll see so if far. I can pass my germs on to you tonight then. Cheers. <laughs> no problem. Right, well, since we've been here last, uh, we've played two games, haven't we? Lost them both by the odd goal. Um, a little bit disappointed. Just uh, fly through the Arsenal match, if I may, because it seems like it was a million years ago. Do- dodgy penalty. I personally thought, and this is only personal opinion, Theo Walcott has got every right to go down in that situation. But, and it's a big but, and we'll get on to this a little bit later on. I don't want to elaborate on it quite yet, because I've got a point coming up. Right. Paul, what did you make of it? Um, I'm one of these that disagrees with it. He's got a right to go down. He wasn't fouled. He's got no right to go down. Mm -hmm. I completely disagree with that, Dan. you, you go down if you get fouled and you're unable to stay on your feet. You try and stay on your feet, and I think where they get it wrong is if somebody stays on the feet and they are fouled, they tend not to give the decision because he stayed on his feet. And people go, oh, we should have gone down and tried to get the decision. A bit like Corner did later on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was watching Soccer Saturday and Jeff Stelling asked, asked uh, or Soccer Wednesday it was, wasn't it, this week, asked Paul Waltz that question. Was it a penalty? And Paul Walsh said he went down, so therefore it was a penalty. So Jeff Sterling said, "But was there enough contact to make him go down?" So Paul Walsh said, "No, but there was contact." So mm. then he said, "So we dealt. He dove then." He said, "I never said he dove. What he did, there was enough contact for him to go down. But uh, there was contact, so he went down." So Sterling again says, "But was there enough contact to make him go down?" To which he replied. No, but there was contact. <laughs> so this is like a, a, a crazy, crazy area now, yeah. isn't it? I mean, <clears throat> and like somebody else pointed out, he's an English guy, so we, we'll ambast players coming in from overseas and doing this sort of thing and fall, you know, going down easily, yeah. shall we say. When we have our own player, don't we? we have Jordi Gomez, who seems to go down quite, yeah. quite easily. I think the difference between our players, <coughs> I think the difference between our players and, say, people like Theo Walcott, and I'm not suggesting is a, a cheat or anything like that, but maybe he's a little bit more skilled in that area of winning penalties. A little bit like Victor Moses was last season. Mm-hmm. I bloody told him a cheat. There was not... There were, Theo Walcott went down of his own volition. The rule is pretty straightforward, unless the rule books have changed since I last looked at him. Was the foul play? No, there was no foul play. Therefore, he might have been touched, but he went down because he wanted to go down mm-hmm. to try and make the ref make a decision. It's not it's not the moral way to play the game. I can understand why they do it, because they're trying to gain an advantage for their team, which anybody with half a brain would do. I but mean, it's cheating. Yeah, I mean, I don't fully agree with it, but I've become so cynical now... It's, I accepted it as part of the modern game. So. Yeah, it's going to happen. Isn't it? And for me, the, the big uh, from where I was sat in, in the east stand, it, it looked like it had been tripped. Yes. I really did believe it had been tripped. But what I was sort of more irate about was the fact that Borsajur had got caught the wrong side of him. He'd switched off at that second and allowed Walcott to. I mean, Walcott did well in chasing the ball down. We, we didn't see him alive to that. He played a, a, a little interchange with someone, I can't remember who it was. And then again, uh, just seemed to, to, to drift in his mind and before he knew it Walcott was heading towards goal and he had to make some ground up on him uh, and, and, and that's where the penalty arose from but I think we had enough chances anyway to have, to have got something from the game Yeah and just before we move on to the attack okay. I just want a quick shout out for the defence on was it Saturday? For the, I just want to give a quick shout out for the defence on Saturday we played two defenders, Boise and Figueroa, and somehow we kept them down to one goal. Yeah, but which wasn't a, uh, a manufactured goal. It was a it was a it was a free kick goal, weren't yes, it? Yes, and kick. it was Boise's 
a sort of filling in defend, defender yeah. who can see it. He's not a natural centre. No. Well, I I, th- I thought we were seeing the start of a a new Martinez formation that's going to take the league by storm again. <laughs> I thought at one point we were playing five five three, which obviously doesn't add up, but it looked like we had um, James McCarthy dropping in to be the third centre back, and obviously the two wing backs making the, the the five, and then all three of them pushing into the midfield as when they needed to, to make five in midfield, and then you had um, Maloney, Kone and DeSanto playing up front. Um, but it, it did change slightly and looked a bit more orthodox for at the back at one point. Yeah. Um, but you can sort of take that as a snapshot, don't you? I, I mean, I, I wasn't... After the first five minutes, I wasn't making any, any real observations in the formation. Uh-huh. Um, so it could well have changed to be orthodox or not, and I didn't really pick it up. Yeah, well, I thought I thought we, we we could have had at least two goals in the first half. Aruna Corner was involved in both of the moves for me. Without a doubt, he should have slipped Ronnie Stamming. It was acres of space. Yeah, that was and terrible. A, a shocking shot. And then his second effort, he hit with his left foot when he really should have been that a ball from that angle needed to be struck with his rifle if he's going across the keeper. Well, th- these are the things that he was getting spot on at the start of the season, aren't they? Yeah. And and now he's not, and suddenly that's. It's costing us big at yeah. the moment. I'm not knocking him in the slightest because I think he's a fantastic player, as I said to Dan earlier on. And I think we're going to really, really miss him because he's been, I don't know if you're aware, he's been selected today for the Ivory Coast team and he's going to definitely be going away in January. Yeah. Uh, for me, he's going to be a massive mess. So, yeah, it was just unfortunate. But then, my man of the match, nearly snatched it for us right at the death, Dave Jones. Oh, yes. Cracky. I thought he did it at the back of the... Stanchion and Bunch back out. I mean, it was a fantastic shot. And a great layoff as well. I'm trying to think who laid it off, and I can't. <laughs> Somebody over on no, the I, can't. I, know I the think one you I mean. missed that little bit I know, of the game. I know the yeah. one you mean. Yeah. But I, again, for sustained periods, we had the better of the game. We did, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, our midfield was far dominant uh, over those. But uh, you're talking about the, the supposedly world class players in there with Kazola and. and uh, Wilshire, what a little, I'm going to swear it, but what a little shit he is. I mean, how on earth? He's, he's the darling of the English media, isn't he? He's, he's our, oh, grief. He's a great hope, isn't Yeah. He? <sighs> Sorry, anyway. I thought he did get booked unfairly, though. Slightly unfairly. Well, do you know something? I, I thought he should have been sent off, <laughs> and I was, I was slamming it, and then when I watched it again on TV, I thought, oh, that's a good tackle, really. It comes yeah. back to yeah. the same, the same <coughs> discussion we're having about penalties. Was it foul play? You know, if, if you say, oh, well, both his feet were off the floor, and he wasn't in control, and blah, blah, blah. Did he, did he, he might have made a decision to go for the ball early. Did he get near the ball? Etc. Etc. Did he take the player? Did he go for the player? No. The outcome was what was a reasonable challenge. So you, yeah, you could be booked slightly for for engaging in the in the dangerous, but it's certainly not red card offence. No, we're no. talking about. about uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I was shouting for it. But. <laughs> talking about challenges and refereeing decision. I mean, we had two penalty claims, didn't we, at the end of the game mm. uh, towards the end, both from Gomez shots. The one with Kieran Gibbs. From about 15 yards, balls hit him. He's raised his arms up, and it's, it's, it's his arms in the area of his chest. And then Vermalen, who's turned his back and then seemed to have elbowed the ball away, but that was a little bit closer. For me, I, I was a little less on the Vermalen one, but I was more adamant of, of the uh, of the Gibbs one. But well, his, his arms were tucked into his body. I don't. It's a difficult one, isn't it? Yeah. But, no, I, I, he's he's moved his arms out of the way and got mentally caught between. Flinging them out to let, pulling them in to stop them hitting the ball, and then realizing the ball's coming straight at him, and, and not flinging them out in time. He's made a wrong decision. He's he's sand ball. So a penalty for you. Penalty every Damn. day. Coldwell's been sent off for less. I'm going to be controversial again and right. say that I don't think it was a penalty. Right. I, well, I didn't have any strong feelings towards thinking we've been robbed there. So in that case, I guess probably shouldn't have been a penalty. It would have been a bit harsh. Especially if it was given against us, we'd be fuming, I think. But well, they have been given against us. Well, I'm going to move on to the Everton game in a moment, but looking straight at that now, Everton's opening goal was a deflection off Corwell. Now, if that had gone round the post off, off where it deflected from, would 
Everton, would, we, would we have been happy with Everton being awarded a penalty because it struck his hand? I said this at the time because we know that Caldwell's got this problem, this incurable problem of Black throwing his arms out. Black yeah, it's, it's bizarre. But if it was a straight choice between letting them have a goal and having Caldwell sent off again, probably let them have the goal. Right. Would it have been a set? See, he wasn't last man, he was in a bunch of people, wasn't he? I think the ball was going wide anyway, if mm. I'm being honest. Because I, I, it was a crap shot. Again, was he deliberately trying to play foul? No. Did he right. gain an advantage by it? No. Mm. You're probably right, it's just that mentality yeah. that, you know, everything's going against us at the yeah. moment and you think that, yeah. you know... I think I think if that had reflected why. So which was a, if we look at both incidents, like we'll take Gibbs this first, Kieran Gibbs, and then we'll look at Carwell's. Which would any of those two have, have been justifiably given as a penalty? Do you think both on yeah, ball, both, both in yeah. both of them, yeah, both of them, yeah. I, on the Caldwell one, I half expected them, the referee, to give a penalty for that if it would have gone wide. With that in mind, the Gibbs one then. Because he moved his he moved his arms. Right, he did it? that, didn't he? Yeah. Sorry, I'm just putting my hands across my chest here. You can't see that out there in podcast land. Can you hear him tapping on the table? <laughs> but I think if you're going to put it anywhere, put it up against your body. Yeah. And you're going to endear yourself more to the referee than flinging your arms out to your side. Okay. Aren't you? So because but, of, but then they're in his body in, in line with his body, like you're protecting your face. Yes. So you're protecting. Yes. Your, your, and also, your if it didn't hit your arms, it just hit your chest, wouldn't it? Yeah. Okay. So, but was it? I thought there were movement there from his arm to move the ball in a different direction. That, mm, that's how I it, saw it. Little from, subtle movement. Yeah, and that's well, that's I, where the penalty. Like I said, I, I, I think the bloke was caught in two minds. He's, he's tried to. He's thought, I need to fling my arms out, or I need to pull my arms in so I don't get caught. Then he's realised it's coming straight at him, he's thought, I've got to fling my arms out. And, and it's probably that instinct that you could see him uh, trying to do. Right. He's got, he's got to stop. Anyway, Arsenal, I think we were unlucky. I should have had at least a point to that game. Anybody disagree with that? No. Right, so we're all, we're all in agreement. So then we move on to Everton and we think, well, we played well. We created chances. Uh, we know Everton's a good team because we've seen them this season. They look very good and they're strong. But we have a chance, don't we? we th- I thought we had a chance against them. Uh, and for the first half, it, I thought it was dire that first half. Both sides, it was yeah. the, they nibbled each other out, and the crowd was was quiet, and there was a bit of booing going on. And then the second half, for me, what wakened the game up was Itzelberger when he hit that rasping shot, which I thought was a brilliant yeah. effort. But he's no, noticed for it since he's calling the Hitzel Hammer. Yeah, he, yeah. Did, he yeah. did it. He did it a couple of times, I think, in that three-two game against West Ham. Yeah, we used to do it every week for Villa, yeah. didn't it? When he was at Villa, so that seems to like open the game up, and then and then they got their opening goal. What we've just been speaking about, Osman. Did you make of the goal, Dan? Though, because he, he had a quite a bit of time around the edge of the box, didn't he? Yeah, a couple of times we've been guilty of conceding goals in that kind of situation because remember back to Man United I can't remember who it was scored against us pretty much in exactly the same way but except <laughs> except this time it just so happened to deflect I think it was more unlucky than anything though on this occasion yeah. you've given room to have a punt haven't you and you have a punt at a sea of bodies yeah to deflect well, that's well, sometimes they go straight through and leave the keeper with no chance because he can't see it. Sometimes they take a deflection. Sometimes they bounce back out into the midfield. Yeah, I thought I thought the defence up until that point have played pretty yeah. pretty well. We played a good measured game, I think, right up until the first goal, and then we were sort of sprung into action. For well, I me, mean, Maloney just coming to his home after that. He, he, oh yeah, he was really fired up, and and obviously we had the uh, the big talking point of the game, Paul, when he. Uh, Went right. Was it who did it? was it? Osman. Then he went round. It was Osman, yeah, wasn't so, it? Yeah. And uh, he just stuck his leg out. I mean, people said there was no contact. So other people said there was a lot of contact. I, I I think there was contact. But again, I go back to the thing. Did Osman commit foul play? I don't think he did. I think he he planted his leg, and Maloney made sure that his path was in the right route. There was contact. He took him down. But was it a penalty? <sighs> he, you know, foul play. Don't think it. I can understand it not being a penalty. Yeah. I'm not going to say no because I'm biased. <laughs> well, I think it was a penalty. Okay. Bearing in mind what I've just said about Walcott, it's exactly the same situation, except in this case, it's Little Wigan. No, I'm not going to say that. No, no. There's, there's more. I say that every week. There's more contact. 
on on Maloney. Absolutely. But, a lot more. Absolutely. But Maloney's one looked more of a dive I think because he was looking he was really looking for that penalty well mm. I mean for me Mason either had to give the penalty or he had to penalise Maloney for diving in which case he should have been booked because it was either that or Maloney dived if he's running if, if he's running knocks the ball around him and goes going past him and then goes down he's either dove or he's been, he's been so that's what I would say there was contact Maloney's gone down He's made use of the contact so that was substantial. So exaggerated. That's a booting. So why well, did I boot him if that's what he's exa- Yeah, not necessarily exaggerated it. Also, he's gone there, so it's a penalty. No, because it wasn't <laughs> foul play. He, he wasn't fouled. He, 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 it was a coming together. Oh, right. Well, on 90 minutes, Everton were breaking. Figueroa were on the halfway line. Gusto make a challenge on the Everton player. Replays showing never even touched him. Went down for the roll, got boot. What we want is a bit of consistency above anything else, don't we? You know, mm. the, the thing with Mason was he was stood directly in line for the, for the uh, Maloney incident, and he was directly in line for the Figueroa one, where he's, you know, giving the yellow card. It just the consistency just doesn't add up. That's the biggest complaint with refs right across the whole division isn't it absolutely because I mean we think we had a bad decision with the Maloney thing if you look at poor QPR against West Brom I've forgotten who the player was but handled it in the penalty area it should have been given Ridgewell Ridgewell. yeah his arm was above his head Mm. wasn't yeah yeah and that I think did you see the referee's view on that he was he was beyond the D of the 18 yard line in a diagonal with about five or six players between him and from where he was because he showed it again yeah. from where he was and, and the position because it was Ridgewell's far arm his far away arm from him it looked like it, from his viewpoint it could have been an header yeah. it was very hard to spot but the line was on that side mm. so he's right in front so all they need to do is raise the flag and it and, and he gives a decision right stats Everton stats Everton had 17 attempts on goal, we had 9, they had 9 on target, we had 6, so there's not too much difference there. Fouls committed, 10 to 11, they had 10, we had 11. Again, very close, booking wise, they had 1 boot, and each of it, we had 3, Bossageur, Maloney, and Figure. Uh, possession wise, 54 to 46. Now, I, what I don't understand is how they only got away with having one player boot when for the first 20 minutes, all they did was try and take James McCarthy out of the game by mm. flying in on him. I think if any of those challenges had been made in the second half, they would have been given as, as yellow cards. And also, an added factor that I think, it was a really slippery pitch, wasn't it? So he was trying to be lenient and keep his cards in his pocket with things that looked really rash challenges, but actually it, it was just a little bit of grease on the pitch that... Yeah. Well, Lee Mason was the referee, and he's, he's, he's one of only two Premier League referees who haven't issued a red card so far this season. I can believe that. Yeah. I can totally believe that, considering his performance. <laughs> yeah. yeah and, and also in the Everton game, something that I, uh, was, was noted by myself was the return of Ivan Rames to the bench, which would suggest that the likely would have been playing on Saturday. Good. So I think he's. Uh, as much as we missed anybody, I think we've missed Ramis immensely. Mm. Yeah. Been out. Well, it, you didn't miss Alcaraz because Ramis played so well, yeah. and, and you know that's just straight testament to to Ivan Ramis. You know, he's he's a first team choice. He's considered a first team player. He's magnificent, yeah. a magnificent signing, a brilliant player. So uh, Everton's second goal then. Before we get bogged down into the stats and what have you, oh. Short corner, how short corner should be. Not to Neville, who stood five yards away, unmarked, whips across in, and we're undone again by a good header. Yes. Well, I think the good headers, though, me. I mean, mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of people ranting. I wish we'd do that. I yes. Mean, that ball into the box, and it gets attacked, and it's powered in. I, I love them goals, they're brilliant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very hard to defend against. I think the, the, only, the only criticism I would give with that is that there are times when what you've got to remember is the attacking players know where the ball's going to be put he can be stood 10 yards away at the point where it's taken but he knows it's going to end up 10 yards over there and he's running whereas the defenders don't have that knowledge 
but the point where the ball got to was pretty much you know, the, the attacking player moved but the defenders didn't have to so by the time he, he, he jumps and hits the ball there was two defenders close by which either of those two could have read the flight of the ball and put more of a challenge on it I yeah. think. well my biggest criticism in, in those is allowing the crossing I mean if it comes from a free kick you can't mm. stop it but that stop the crosses because they're very hard I think they're very hard to, to defend against mm. yeah, yeah I think it was worthy of taking the three points and if you take the two disputed goals as I'm going to make a point about <laughs> in a minute out of it then that was worthy of winning the game I think for Everton ok so go on Dan straight on to that then alright the Aruna Kone goal Good on him. Is that his first goal in how many games? Yeah, <laughs> Eight yeah. games, something yeah. mental like that. But if you look at the replay, it hits his arm. But we're going to take that piece of luck because hopefully now Coney's going to go on and score hat loads, open the floodgates. Yeah, away in Africa. No, <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, when does he leave? Uh, I think he can play against Bournemouth and then that's it. <sighs> so, two games in it. Mm. So he's got. So he'll get a hat full. That opens the door for Callum McManaman. You know, this time last year. I don't was, think so. Well, opens the door for Angelo Enrique. Yeah, well, him yes. as well. But this time last year, you know, James MacArthur had, had, at best was a bit part player, and and he he got an opportunity and seized it. And if we get a couple of players that do the same thing, we, we're away and sorted again. Uh, I don't think uh, this is me being me now. I don't think McManaman was good enough for Premier League. Yeah, that's all. Well, he, he's had patches. He needs to find some consistency. Um, there's been times when he's looked like he might assist and make a difference, but you just need that. You know, when you're only getting five, ten minutes at a time, you need that spot all up, and and you need somebody that's seen how good he competes in training and week in, week out. I think he would have been on loan right now if it weren't for the injuries that we've got at the moment, because he looks like the sort of player who could benefit from a bit more first team football I think mm. so if we sent him on loan for the second half of the season maybe even for a few months on a week's callback or whatever yeah but then he's coming back at 23 nearly 24 isn't he so he's uh, a year older no more experience is he decent enough I mean I'm not knocking him as, as a player what I'm, I'm saying he's just not good enough for the Premier League mm. he's, he's just he's like a, a rabbit in the headlights for me isn't he? the thing, uh, thing is it's that it on a run at Blackpool, he had a decent half a season, didn't he? And I think he needs he needs a bit of a run. He's that, I think he might be that sort of a player that that needs to get his confidence up enough to give it a decent crack. I mean, like I say, if he only gets five, ten minutes, from a personal point of view, for a lad that's desperate to break into the team, only having that ten minutes to try and do something, it's, it's a lot of pressure on his shoulders. On Saturday, I mean, we mentioned we looked better at the back on on Saturday against Arsenal, I thought we looked really good against Everton. I know we had two goals in, but I, I thought we, we, we looked a lot more like our old selves. Yeah, do you think we're on the turn again? Oh, well, I'll tell you what, ask me at five o'clock on Saturday. Oh, yeah. It's such a crucial game, this. I mean, we, that leads us perfectly into it, but if, I, 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 there's no way you're relegated in December, you're not relegated in Jan in January, February, or even March, you're relegated at the end of the season. But if we lose on Saturday, there's be so much pressure on us. It'll be. Uh, I don't think it bears thinking about. No. no, because it's not just because we've got a chance of overtaking Villa and all the rest of it. It's because they're such a poor side. I think that's what it is. It's the it's fight that they're crap. I've I've seen I've seen people saying, "Oh, so so bloody predictable, Wigan. Look what's happening again." Well, do you know what? What happens is, at some point, we start to turn it on, and jobs are good. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, I, I do think you're right. I know, I know going into the Bolton game last season, that was very much my opinion there. It was, you know, and I've said it in numerous places, it was a shit or bus game. And it's, mm -hmm. I don't quite think it's that bad on Saturday. Because we're a bit early, uh, it's in early the yeah. You've got more, more reasoning behind the position we're in, injuries and the odd decision. Yeah. Um, so there's more we can do about it ourselves. Um, to put that right but psychologically it'll be a massive blow that, to, to either club if either club loses this game yeah that, that's the key thing the psychological blow I mean I can see Lambert getting sacked if they lose yes well I prefer to look on the positive side of this and it's a really good positive that if we do win this game we'll jump ahead of Villa 
and most likely Southampton who've got Stoke on Saturday and we'll be back up to 16th out of the relegation zone a cushion and that's how quickly it can all turn around as yeah. well isn't it and if we follow that yeah. up with the surprise victory over Man United which if we're riding high on confidence I mean at yeah, the moment well, <laughs> at the moment <laughs> at the moment I think we'll just start one small piece of the jigsaw away from success well, well I, I think the piece that's missing is so small that beating United wouldn't be a surprise to me well not going to be a surprise in the league anyway is it? but look at Sunderland I mean they, they were they were awful they were awful and they were losing week in week out suddenly they got two back to back victories and everybody's talking about how good they are again and how safe they are and and, but in fairness, City absolutely battered them on Saturday, and they got the managed one 0 didn't they? Well, them's the breaks. Isn't yeah, it? that's what you need, and that's what we need. That's, that's what, what we, we need. It's not anyway. We're going. We're going to Villa. And we've had seventeen meetings in our history between the two clubs. Uh, we've won four and drawn five. Uh, Villa have eight wins, but in the Premier League, it's quite close. It's uh, four wins for us, and then five draws and five defeats. We've only lost once at Villa in the league. That was last season. We lost 2-0, but it was smack bang in the middle of that stupid run we went on. You know when we were losing to everybody? Yes. Uh, and we were very lucky that day because De Santo uh, could have had a penalty, if I remember rightly, in the first half at 0-0. Yeah, so we were always in the game. We were. Apart from me, does anybody remember the first meeting between the two clubs? I vaguely remember it. But mostly it's from watching DVDs, yeah, I think. <laughs> and reading history books. Yeah. It was 1981. Villa that season were going to go on to become European champions. We were in the fourth division. Oh. as was, And we played them in the fourth round of the Milk Cup, as it was called then, down at Springfield Park. And they had internationals galore in their side. Peter With, Gary Shaw, Jimmy Rimmer was in goal. They were, they, they were the team that played sexy football in that day. They were brilliant. I, I loved Dustin Villa in them. And to have drawn them in the cup was fantastic. Half time we were winning one nil. Peter Orton, beautiful goal. Anyway, uh, two goals later on. One was a dive, which won a penalty. See, they were still diving then. Gary mm. Shaw dove, uh, and a Peter With goal. Peter With was a good player. By the way, Peter With follows me on Twitter. So uh, if you oh, pick good. this uh, podcast up, Peter, nice, nice to be, uh, nice to uh, be chatting to you. So what's, his, to what's his Twitter name? So we can follow it as well. At Peter With. Follow it off. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like I say, it was a great game and Villa last season went on to win the European Cup. So, um, it was fantastic. And a, a connection between the Latics and Villa from that time was, uh, when they won the European Cup, who was the goalkeeper? Nigel Spink, who uh-huh. became our goalkeeping yeah. coach under uh-huh. Steve Bruce. So, oh, fount of information. <laughs> anyway, I'm not going to any points this week, but it's rubbish, <laughs> am I? I'll give you ten points <laughs> for that, for the next Christmas <laughs> quiz. Cheers. <laughs> right, Villa. Only scored eight goals at home in nine games, conceding 12 this season. Ooh. So they're, they're not prolific. But having said that, Benteke, he looks a good, good player, doesn't he? He's got eight to his name this season. But I watched him uh, against uh, Tottenham yesterday, and he looks awful. Mm. Well, I, I caught, caught a bit of that. Yeah. Mm. But I mean, it's confidence and what have you, isn't it? You know, yeah. but he, he, he really did. From one of his breaks, um, it was in the box and he played a, played a loose ball, yeah. it ended up with Tottenham scoring, they picked it up in their own 18 yard box before you know it's in the back of the villa net. Uh, and they, we know they've had two dreadful results, an 8-0 at Chelsea and a 4-0 at home against Spurs. So. I'll tell you what, if we can put a few past them, it'll, psychologically that, just the Christmas uh, period, I'll just absolutely see them gone. Yeah, one yeah. and do me. <laughs> <laughs> as one long day. as it's a winner. Yeah. 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 So, what do we think of Villa then? Do we think of, they've only won two or so this season, and they've lost three. Well, I listened to the Tottenham game on the radio, and I watched the Chelsea game. And the, the thing I have to say about the Chelsea game is, it was one of those games, and I think Chelsea are one of those teams that, when they get a couple, they don't just stop and, you know, put your defenders on, stick with what you got. They just keep going at you, and it, it can really demoralise you. And we know this from personal experience, don't we? So, hopefully, we can. What's the what's the cliche? We can clean up the spoils. Clean up the spoils. To mix two cliches. Yeah. Paul, any views on it? Well, like we were saying earlier, it's uh, it, it's in that shit of us 
category, isn't it? It's where the table looks after the end, after the final whistle. If the table looks with us above them, we'll be happy. If it doesn't, then it's starting to look a bit. You know, we've got that mental, psychological barrier to break again. Yeah. Which we will, but yeah. They keep talking about the team, don't they? They've got all these young lads and that. But is it is it time for the old guard to come back in? I mean, was Agbonglo um, bent? You know, where 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 are they? Are they injured? I know. And Zogbia. I know one Zogbia's injured. He's uh, got a injury, so. But they don't rate him anywhere. You know, so. That's funny, isn't it? How well, can you not rate him, Zogbia? He's, yeah. He's, he's up there with Messi, isn't he? Yeah. He's brilliant. Yeah, it's just. I mean, Matt Wyman looks a good, a decent player, midfield lad. One or two of the defenders I know have got like, decent, decent prospects for the future, but there's not a lot in the team, is there, when you look at it? They've not. They've not a lot in the team. Guzman in goals, Brad. Yeah. He's like a five sack keeper. He reminds, yeah. you know he reminds me of Richard Kingston. Oh, yeah. That type of keeper where he's, he's, a, he's a parrier. Throwing himself around. Yeah, and yeah. Yeah, like you said, parrying anything, anything and everything. So if we pack the penalty area, get everybody in there, cleaning up on the rebounds. It's one thing that my dad was calling for all the time in the Follow Everton it. game. Yeah. Get in the penalty area and follow it up. Yeah. My dad, uh, shout out for my dad there, he's going to be very pleased that I mentioned him. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Dad's dad. Let's just hope we can Hello, get Hello, Dad. Get Hello, Dad's dad. Villa away. Let's do a. Let's, let's do a. Oh, well, before I do, before we do our, our predictions, how many bookings was that for Figure? I'm sure he was on four before. Which would be. He was on three. Right, so I mistakenly thought, and if anybody follows my Twitter, I did say that he was on oh, four. Yeah. yeah. But he's not, he's on three. Because ah, I thought he was on four And as he's well. now on four. Right, okay. Right, so we'll start with Paul for a prediction on Saturday. I, I can't predict it. I've, I'm, you know, I'm clueless. Every time I, I get them all wrong, apart from when I said we'd lose against Everton. 2-0 um, away win. I'm, I'm the same as Paul. I, I'm not, I refuse to predict this, because the last time I refused to do that, we won 3-2. With that in mind, 3-2 to Wigan. Right, so, <laughs> two wins. Well, I think, oh, what do I think? I can see a draw coming off here. I can see a draw. Which wouldn't be a bad result, but as soon as win. I don't think it's going to be a draw. I think both teams are going to be going all out for that, because there's a, a sense of... Picking out up with it. There's a sense of it's crunch time for both teams, I think, already. Funny that Sky didn't pick this game for television, innit? They should have done. Yeah, you'd have thought, uh, with, the right, uh, yes. yeah, <laughs> with the foresight, not the right side. I'll, I'll go for... Uh, I can't say it, can I? I can't. I'll go for a draw. What a piece. What a piece. Right, so, anyway... Uh, oh, we're not got us down to lose, that's one thing. Before we come back, we've got another game on New Year's Day, so... A big one. The big locals are before us. The neighbours are in town. <laughs> They're a big game of the cup final this. Man United coming to the DW Stadium. Are they the closest visitors to us now? I, I, oh. I was going to look at this because I was thinking... Yeah, they might be, yeah. yeah it is, somebody was talking yes. about whether or not the Everton was the shortest away trip on... Was it 17 miles to Everton, 15 to United, something like that. I, I didn't look it up. Yes. I was going to look it up. It is United, yeah. I yeah. believe. Well, like I say, our closest neighbours. They get the shortest <laughs> visit for each yeah. birthday. Noisy neighbours, hopefully. Yeah, and uh, we've got them in town. First game of the new year. Let's get kicked off in, in brilliant style. Ooh. Rooney's out, injured. United have had a record of, of not playing very well on well, the Well, because they're always on the pop, aren't they? It's yeah. Fergie's birthday, yeah. isn't yeah. it? Yes, yeah. I just think, no. So I feel a bit happier now. Yeah. Um, and the last away game they didn't do too well did they at Swansea they, they, I mean they, they come away with a point but they didn't perform so good they was awesome against Newcastle I thought going forward but not so awesome at the back will beaters and panel beaters yeah will beaters <laughs> and panel beaters that's a good one that's an excellent quote yeah. mm. I, mean, they, I mean the things for me though they've got two of our ex-players playing very well at the moment in Valencia and cleverly uh, so we'll have to be aware of them but how good is Valencia ugh He's, he's, that good? Yeah. <laughs> he, he's so good, he renders me speechless. I like the way you describe cleverly as our ex-player. Well, he is. Well, he, he won't be the player he is today if he had to spend. <laughs> Technically, you're right. Yeah. But, yeah. If he had spent a year on loan with us, six months of his house injured, 
he'd have uh, <laughs> you won't be the player he is today but they're formidable aren't they you know, oh, yeah. person. but then you see we are at the same time when it when it comes down to it United will pick points up in the in the title round. I know they lost the title race this time so it kind of makes my point look a bit daft but over the last 20 years when it's come down to it they've picked the points up when they need to yeah. and won titles galore um, and we are the United in the relegation battles because when it comes down to it we'll pick the points up where we need to and we'll survive that's a good uh, analogy yeah. well, we, yeah. we, do, we do exactly the same thing yeah we're the United of the relegations but yeah. the other teams you know the teams facing United at the top no they, ju- they just go in with that mental we know at some point United are going to United are going to win the title and it's a huge mental hurdle to get over yeah. down the bottom teams know that at some point Latics will escape and they just you know it's got to hurt you know yeah. like Bolton last yeah. year they, they you know Bolton were almost home and dry and so they, they conceded a daft goal late in the I think it was the penultimate game where they conceded a daft goal leaving him a big mountain to climb yeah, on the last that's day that's right yeah so on yeah. yeah yeah otherwise it would have been QPR that you'd have gone down yeah so yeah anyway so we've got United coming I don't really want to say too much about United to be honest um, don't like the supporters Hmm. That's all. They've got more than their fair share of dickheads, haven't they? Yeah. Is it the more supporters you have? Obviously, the larger, but the percentage seems to grow. Isn't it? Like we might have said ten percent of our supporters are dickheads, where they've got like ninety percent of us. Hmm. I don't know, I'm being a bit unfair. I don't know. You might, you might be just you, tweaking the yeah, numbers a little yeah, bit. You're, you're going off solely yeah. Terry Christian now. <laughs> yeah. But, you see, I think he could support any other team in the league and he'd still be a dick <laughs> very good point yeah. <laughs> but yeah I mean I well they're a club that attracts dicks aren't they because yeah, they're yeah, successful so. like Chelsea yeah. for a while and uh, yeah well, City the latest team yeah. they're picking up yeah, yeah. idiots left right yeah. centre aren't they glory hunters 28 quid it is to get on everybody fancies it 28 quid it's alright isn't it yeah, yeah. yeah I'm getting on for less than half that yeah so am I yeah <laughs> <laughs> Season ticket. 50% season ticket yeah. discount. Can't go on with that. I've no idea who the ref is. Uh, did I mention the ref for the Ville yeah? Kevin Friend, in case I didn't. Ex poster. Let's hope he delivers. Is that the third mm. time we've had him this season? Third time, third yeah. Time. We had him against Everton at home, mm-hmm. two apiece. We had him against Liverpool away, we got battered. So would you a win under him? Because he so is. Would you, yeah, he's indeed yeah. our friend. Yeah. Yeah. but I've no idea for the United game I just hope it's not Phil Dode well uh, you see he did alright last time didn't he Cause we, he did yeah we beat him no. yeah. yeah we beat him yeah I hope yeah. it's Phil Dode yeah I hope it is Phil Dode I, I, I think my vision of Phil Dode is clouded by the fact that he still owes me 88 quid for last boxing day when he sent Connor Salmon off and out yeah. in the afternoon yeah, I I, s- I see people talk about refs making decisions and sending players off and ruining the game. I've got no problem with that whatsoever. If the refs get the decision right, it's the player that's ruining the game by behaving stupid. But on this occasion, Salmon did nothing and Phil Dowd ruined the game. Yeah, it ruined his career as well, didn't it? Because he ended up mm. going to Derby. Mm. Uh, he's been a shape for Comer, Comer ever since, hasn't it? He's been doing alright, he's got a few goals actually. Yeah, they got... lost, didn't they? Did they? Yeah, got battered. Everybody's getting battered these days, aren't they? We're not getting battered though, which is a good thing. Well, that, again, that's another one that seems to have disappeared out of our uh, repertoire. Our repertoire, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking of that same word there. Yeah, um, yeah we don't we don't get tated anymore. Yeah, and I oh. think oh, well, we haven't been doing. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, United is the one where if you're going to get you're going to get it, that's where you will get it. Teams give us a bit more respect now, I think, as well, because they see, oh, they've been in, they've been here for eight years. Yeah, they must know a thing or two now. I think the system that we play is hard to play against as well, and a lot of teams have adapted it, haven't they? Or adopted it, uh, and you know a lot of teams are now playing with a three at the back. That's why I was looking. I, I say I got distracted, but early doors against Arsenal. I was looking and thinking, hang on, what's he up to now? And, I, and I'd quite like to have seen the whole game back on replay, but I haven't had a chance. Just watch match today. So, do you think Martinez will get credited with bringing about the revolution in England, the three-man defence, a new era for the next no, fifty years? But Chelsea will get it, or somebody like that. Yeah, but did he not pick it up off uh, that Italian side? Ah, it's, pro- it's artistic Genoa. appropriation. Genoa. You steal something yeah. from 
Everything's stolen from it? something else. Who, who played it? But they got it from the old Inter Milan coach, didn't they? Because he's a student of him, I can't remember his name, but going back to the. Well, the thing is, they've all, been, they've all yeah. been tried and, and come round back well, round course, in cycles, yeah. don't they? Yeah. Like fashion. Like fashion. Like, I can see you wearing your, your flurs there, Dan, and your. What did he get, that jumper from? Flurs. You got it from Fleurs? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they were giving them out on Boxing Night. Right, yeah. Christmas jumper. Orange with big flowers on. Yeah. <laughs> they used to have some curtains like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they're actually made from Where's curtains. That plug all? Yeah. Where's that plug all? It's thinking yeah, there. No, no. It's a curtain, really. Yeah. Anyway, right, so that's it for this year. Last, uh, it's a bit sad to uh, see the year out, but it's been a great year this year and a very sad year as well because personally I've had a bit of tragedy in my life. But. Uh, on, on the uh, positive side, the Latics have, have been brilliant. Some great memories. Oh, yes. That's why I mentioned these while, while we, before we finished. Uh, I mean, we started off last February with a walk. If anybody remember the walk to Bolton, what a fantastic day that was. That was brilliant. And then uh, we went on the, the, the magnificent run of, of victories, and it was just every game was snowballing, weren't it? Oh, yeah. That is my favourite period of supporting Wigan Athletic, I've well, got to say. Somebody um, very presciently described it as the golden age of Wigan Athletic, up near the start of it, if people remember reading the Twelfth Man. The golden ah. age of Wigan Athletic. Yeah, yeah. I think my favourite memory of of the last twelve months has got to have been standing in that upper tier at Blackburn Rovers, thinking, "How the hell have we got a full two part harmony going on <laughs> with the crowd?" Where they're singing two different parts of I'm a Believer together. It's Fantastic. Like, it Whilst there's a chicken on the pitch, you were getting chased by Yakubu and Ali Alapsin. <laughs> and then he went home and had it for tea. Oh, yeah, it was I, brilliant. Yeah. And the other bit was trudging back up that hill because we parked near the motorway junction and we trudged back up that hill. We were like walking through a stream while it was pissing down and we didn't, we didn't care one jot. No. Yeah. I was like, I'm getting soaked at the bottom. My feet are getting soaked. My head's getting soaked, and I couldn't care less. The best game for me uh, was the Newcastle game, but not the first half where we demolished them with the goals. The second half where we took the ball off them and won't let them have it back. Oh yeah, that was just. I remember there was a short spell where he had both Gomez and Maloney on at the same time, and Newcastle couldn't get the ball off either of them. It was. It really was like watching Barcelona. They were absolutely magnificent. And I think Newcastle just give up. So yeah. keep it. Keep you look it. at patches you know, patches the Arsenal game, we weren't a million miles away from that. Well, I mean, yeah. seriously, it, we we look like we're in trouble and so long as mentally we don't start to panic, we'll be perfectly fine. Absolutely. You know, we'll be we'll be sat here again in twelve months I think with similar good memories. If we could have hit the start of the season like we where we finished. Hmm. We'd be talking a all different ball game now, wouldn't yeah. we? Oh yeah. We would be. Martinez probably would be being, you know, courted yeah. by Europe's biggest clubs. Our players would have been, you know, in January yeah. all going. Again, I think. So maybe this is the ploy. Maybe we yeah. start off crap because we want to keep them all here. Yeah. Well, I th- again, I think the, the the I said it last year before we went on the run that the results were hiding how good we could be. And I think the injuries are hiding how much better on the squad is, because the players that are being should be being pushed for the positions, one or two of them have been selected basically because there's there's, no, there's not yes. many left. Yeah. Um, and and I think that's you know he's always looking at strengthening his squad, and I think the squad's a lot stronger than it was, but it's not showing yet. And I think once it starts, I think we'll be on a run again. You know, I've got no doubt about that. Just to go back to the memories, my favourite memory of 2012 is also the Newcastle game, and in particular the Sean Maloney goal, which is absolutely sublime. Remember, oh yeah, standing there in the East standing, turning into a football commentator, saying, "Would you credit it?" <laughs> I'm going to remember that for the rest of my life. It's unbelievable. Yeah, well, was all, I mean, the miss was on the clock by this stage. I know there's mm. about 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, gone, well, there? we were two up. Yeah. It was like, what's going on? Yeah. We're playing Newcastle, who's, who's battered well, everybody all season. Banging form. Yeah, we were like, we were playing duck eggs. Yeah. We played United. We won eight games on the trot. Hmm. And we beat them. 
They didn't get United yeah, didn't get a look. They didn't get a look in that game could have been two, three nil to us. Well it was, it was two, two nil. nil. <laughs> <laughs> mm. I, I thought Frank Franco who picked that out was uh, was a cracker as oh, well. Yeah. Oh yeah. The fourth oh, against Newcastle. Yeah, the world it was described yeah. as well. Well, it was, it was world what a world It was yeah. one of them where he picked the ball up. And you think yeah. is he going to leather it? Yeah. He always picks his spot. And he's like, bang, have that right like in the corner. Chips it up, and it, has he had a shot? Oh my goodness, it's gone in. Yeah. It was, was it Tim Krull. Tim Krull diving and yeah, but he didn't have a bad game. No, no. keeper did he? Well, like and he, he did, <laughs> Newcastle players didn't play badly. It was oh, just yeah. unbelievable. That was the Midas game, wasn't yeah. it? And then for me. The, I mean, I've talked about the the uh, the war, which was just a brilliant occasion. But the best moment for me was something away from the Latics, but it involved Martinez. I mean, I know Paul's there. Was Latics legends played Goulburn Sports, and we've been promised all along that Roberto would turn up and play in the game, and it, uh, he weren't there. So we thought we'd been let we'd been let down. We would actually been to Manchester picking up. The manager of the month award for the North West or something along them lines. And he came, and this car came in, and some shit, Martinez is here. And he was. And he, he couldn't get on the car park, could he? No, it was unbelievable. Lost. A Premier League manager coming and playing in, in a charity match on a, on a field. Yeah. How many people were there? Oh, there was a few hundred. Yeah. yeah. It was. I mean, that was. Yeah. It just said so much about him. Not because he turned up and played. I mean, there's quite a few managers done that. But. Because he'd done it after receiving a, a great accolade, he'd made his apologies, left early, brought his wife along with him, you know, who I have to say is quite nice. <laughs> uh, and, and uh, you know, and, and, and put his, his own personal glory behind him why he went and turned out for his team. Let's go to a wonder goal, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, Graham Jones and Neil Rimmer were out as well, weren't they? And yeah. one or two others that Yeah, I Graham Barra. Yeah. Graham Barra with her. So. But I think that sums the club up, doesn't yeah. it? It's great. It's a, it's a good club to be part of, and as being a fan, I think we're part of it. Hmm. I think we've uh, sucked up enough now. <laughs> <laughs> Pre-season tickets next season, lads. <laughs> yeah, no, brilliant. What a year. Fantastic. Fantastic. But it's been the same. It's been the same. I mean, it's always been like that, as yeah. far as I know. Yeah, this yeah. year's been magic, though. I've, I've not, yeah, I mean, that run was yeah, just... Yeah. I, I I think one of the things that I again I picked out in the in the twelfth man was that every time you achieve something, there was never ever any room to sort of think right. We'll take it. The only the only game where there was perhaps a degree of a possibility of complacency settling in was the away game at Fulham, because apart from that, you know, you think right, we've beat United. Well, away uh, one up there. Yeah. We've won. We've won this game, and the next game was um, a big game. Well, I think it was a bit unlucky, though, with that. That was uh, we'd come off the back of everybody just been to Arsenal. Yeah, well, I mean, that, and then all the travelling was involved, weren't it, as well, yeah. back and forth. Well, I mean, I mean, that's the thing. You beat United at home, and you think, all right, you know, you, you don't settle on your roars when your next trip's away to the Emirates. No. So, you know, they're, they're going in thinking we've got to do everything we can before we. We'll become overwhelmed in emotion. Mm. <laughs> I think uh, we'll sign off here. So uh, I'm going to say uh, thank you for listening. Uh, wish everybody a happy new year. Happy new year. Happy new year. And uh, tune in for the next one, which will be in the new year. So it's uh, a new season, a new beginning podcasts, <laughs> a new season of podcasts. Yeah. So it's good night from me, and, and good it's good night from him. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>